Hello, I'm Maddie Moat, and this is Discover the Wall from English Heritage, exploring Hadrian's Wall. In this episode, I want to find out more about some of the artefacts that have been found in this area. To help me, I'm at Corbridge Roman Town, meeting with Francis, who's a curator with English Heritage. So much of what we know about Hadrian's Wall comes from things that have been found here. And right now, I'm actually going downstairs into the uh, the reserve collection store at Corbridge. And this really is Francis's layer. And inside this basement, there are so many bits and pieces. There are just shelves and shelves of tubs that I'm sure are hiding lots of different treasures. And hi, Francis, how are you? Hi, welcome to my store. <laughs> what have you got to show me today? Um, well, what I thought I'd do is get a bit of the Corbridge Hoard out. What, you... what's, what's the Corbridge Hoard? The Corbridge Hoard is a wooden chest that was filled with armour and tools and personal possessions that was buried in the 2nd century AD and was found at Corbridge in the 1960s. And what I've got out today is a piece of this armour. I'm getting up close with some Roman armour. So Francis is wearing gloves right now, so this is something that we have to be very careful with. That's right. So if you'd like to hold it, which you're very welcome to do, then you'll have to put gloves on as well. I'd love to. Gloves are on. So the armour is very delicate. So it all has to be packed away really, really carefully. And you see here, each piece is individually wrapped. And what we've got here is one bit of the armour that would go by the neck of the soldier. So the armour is made out of iron, it's sheet uh, metal, and then the buckles of copper alloy. And you can see the curved piece here would be so that it didn't rub on your neck. So if I just lift it out, and I can pass it to you. Oh my goodness me, I've got to be so careful. <gasps> How do you know what this is? So we've seen um, depictions on sculpture. So the archaeologists knew that the Romans had this type of armour, but the hoard, when they found it, it, was the first time they were able to reconstruct the suit and work out how it was worn and how it was repaired. Um, so the archaeology here has really helped fill in a gap in our knowledge. So what's this particular piece told us? So this piece is from um, at the top near your neck and it tells us that they were aware of if they had a straight flat edge, it would rub. And then also the copper alloy buckles have corroded to a different colour to the sheet. Yeah. It's incredible how much you can learn from a single finding. Yeah. The hoard was just an amazing find. It's, you know, it's a time capsule of um, all the things that this soldier thought were useful and important at that point. And where was it found? Here at Corbridge? So here at Corbridge, in the middle of what we now call Site 11. So if you come as a visitor, um, you can see where it was found. I feel very privileged to have held this particular item because it is, it is such, a, such a rare find. If we go back up to the museum, can we see more of the hoard there? Yep, we'll be able to see a whole range of the material that was buried and we can talk about why we think it was buried and who buried it. The museum here at Corbridge Roman Town is like a treasure trove of historical finds. It's full of stories from Hadrian's Wall. Just coming to the front where there is a, a large glass cabinet and inside these are the contents of the hoard, is that right? That's right, it's part of um, what we found in the hoard when it was excavated in 1964. So a hoard is just a, a collection of someone's things? Yeah, so you find hoards made of coins or of jewellery. It's just an archaeological term to mean a lot of material that was found all together. And what was this held in? It was held in a wooden chest. 
um, quite big, kind of three um, feet high, six feet um, along, and most of the wood um, had decayed away in the ground, but it had kept its shape, so we knew exactly the shape, and little fragments of wood had survived, so we knew they could work out that it was um, ash wood. Francis is showing me what else was found in the hoard. There were parts of six suits of a type of armour called Lorica Segmentata, which is this plate armour. So you can see on the left of the model, we've got a replica that will show you how it works. And then we've got on the right parts of those Lorica that show exactly where it would have fitted. And if you look closely at that top bit there, it's a curved neck bit like the piece you held downstairs. So that's where it might have slotted in. That's right. <laughs> so really these are metal plates that slot together a little bit like fish scales. Yeah, but big ones. But it's not just armour that was discovered. Lots of tools. And also, it looks like there's a collection of, of beads or small pebbles. What's well, this? These ones here, the black and white things that, you, that look like pebbles, are actually glass counters. The games. games. That's right. So what we think this hoard is, is the stock of a blacksmith or an armourer. So we talked about soldiers having different skills, not just being soldiers. So this soldier presumably also repaired and made armour. And so he had his stock, but also some of his personal possessions. So would this soldier have likely lived in Corbridge? Yeah, that's what we think. And um, it was buried sometime kind of early to middle second century AD. And for some reason, he's been sent somewhere else um, and he doesn't want to take all this with him, but he thinks he's coming back, which is why it gets buried, but he doesn't come back. Item number 10, it, uh, it looks like a what was a sword, but it's covered in something. What's that? Well, it's actually a saw for cutting wood. Oh. And it's a double-edged, so can you see the zigzags yeah. on both sides? Yeah, like a serrated edge. That's right. And it was wrapped in cloth to protect it. So that we get little clues like this that show that the hoard was packed away very carefully because this saw was wrapped to try and protect it. It wasn't just kind of stuffed in there. And I can't help but notice Item 18 as well. It looks like a huge mug. <laughs> it is. It's what we would call a tankard, you know, just another archaeology yeah. term. But um, it would have been probably for beer. I imagine you might have got quite drunk if it it's was... the size of a bucket. Yeah, we haven't worked out how many pints, but I would guess at least four. You think so? Well, if you see how deep it is. So he would have got that topped up at, at, at a local... Got his tankard topped up at a tavern and would have lasted the evening. Maybe. Depends how good a drinker he was. <laughs> you can explore the museum at Corbridge for yourself and it really is an amazing day out. And as well as checking out the hoard, there's something else you really have to see when you're here. We're looking at a stone statue of what looks like a lion holding down a cow or a goat, maybe? <laughs> what is this, Francis? Well, this is one of our famous pieces from Corbridge and one of my, my favourites as well. And what it is, it's a lion attacking a goat, but the goat is a little bit wrong size, so the goat is about the size of a cow, which is yeah. why you weren't sure. Oh. <laughs> so it was kind of right on both accounts. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> why, why is this your favourite piece? Because it's got so many different stories to tell. Mm -hmm. So originally, you can see the lion is pouncing on this animal and then it's on top of um, another bit of stone, which is kind of on a, um, an angle. And this motif of a lion attacking a prey is a really important symbol in the Roman um, kind of world. What's it and mean? It demonstrates or symbolises the lion is death and the prey is man. So it's symbolising victory of a man, and usually these are on funerary monuments. 
Mm, so was this found here at Corbridge? Yeah, this was found here at Corbridge, but it wasn't found on a funerary monument. It was found in the courtyard of the largest house from Corbridge. And if you look, the lion hasn't got any teeth. No, it's just got a big hole where they should be. Yeah, and so his teeth have been cut out... And this lion was used as a fountainhead. So he had a spout coming out of his mouth and the water would have come out of his mouth. So is it possible that this particular statue has been repurposed and then used as a fountain? That's exactly what we think has happened. Whether or not it was ever on a funerary monument to start with or if it was just made for that purpose and then someone said, oh, actually, I'll have it on my fountain, we don't know. But it's a really interesting example of Roman recycling. Yeah. So the lion obviously is significant and symbolic. What about the the goat? Why do you think it's the same size as the lion? Maybe it's to show, well, the lion can kill something that's really big. It doesn't have to be a small um, piece. Maybe just the sculptor got a bit confused. Bit of an artistic licence, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It could be any, um, any one of those or maybe another option. Are there other animals that are symbolic to the Romans? Yeah, there's lots. Um, the Romans loved decorating um, their pottery and um, their um, jewellery. And the animals, it wasn't just because they looked pretty. They had different meanings. So um, if you had a snake on a ring, that might be calling up the god Asclepius, the healing god. Um, there's often images of hares and hounds, so a hunting scene, so it's kind of bringing back memories of hunting. Or perhaps if it's a deer, it might be linked to Diana, the goddess of hunting. There's all sorts. So actually these images of animals can be a real insight into an area or what the object might be used for. Yeah, and the meaning it had to its owners, it's not just something pretty. I want to know how discoveries like the Corbridge Lion help curators like Francis understand more about Hadrian's Wall. The house that the lion came from is really important in our understanding of Corbridge. So I said it came from the biggest house that we have. That house had 23 rooms. (gasps) It's huge. Even today, that's huge. Who would have lived there? Somebody very rich, we think. Um, So it was here at the time when Corbridge was a town and it had a courtyard with this very fancy fountain. It had underfloor heating um, and it also had a spectacular view. Um, Corbridge has a lovely view out over the valley and this house was right on the edge of the plateau. So you can imagine the estate agents saying, you know, spectacular south-facing garden. Absolutely. (laughs) They picked a good spot for it. Yeah, and this lion's just really symbolic of the wealth that was spent on that house. In the next episode, I'll be discovering more about Hadrian's Wall by walking along it. We have got, which is a fantastic view, it's just opened up in front of us, and the sun is beating down through the clouds. Meeting up with a local guide to check out the best routes for a historical stroll. Well, we're in the village of Gilsland, and we're heading west along the line of the reconstructed Roman wall. There are so many amazing things to see and do along Hadrian's Wall. If you want to discover them for yourself, just search English Heritage online and check out what's happening at Corbridge Roman Town, Chester's Roman Fort and Museum, Halstead's Roman Fort and Bird Oswald Roman Fort.